1: Everybody's working.
0: With that, time's yours.
2: This was brought to our attention by producer extraordinaire Danielle because I don't think any of the three of us realized it. But we're gonna talk a lot about Chiefs Raiders over the next hour on this episode of Time's Ours. But Danielle brought up to us this week that this is the 100th episode of times ours a kansas city Chiefs podcast on the athletic guys we did it and it just so happens that i have an incredibly large box of party poppers on my desk <laughs> oh wow there's one Woo! how many should i do i'm the only one here i don't know <laughs> the dog's probably gonna start barking. number two Woo! Yeah! It smells like gunpowder in my office. Let's do one more. The first one was mine. The second one's was Nate's. Here's Seth's. Woo! It, I'm high on fumes now, oh.
1: which is how I prefer to do this show. Happy 100th, everybody. Breathe it in, you know? It just so happened. I have no choice. It just <laughs> so happened that this podcast just, you know, had to occur in the uh, greatest stretch of the Kansas City Chiefs franchise, so... Uh, a thank you to the athletic. A thank you to Danielle, cause y'all just just praise Danielle on Twitter. Just just do it. Just cause here's the thing. Just give her, the her all thing. the you praise. I'm like,
2: oh yeah, you know that's nice. Give credit to the producer. You know, good. Spread spread the the celebratory wealth. Around. No, you guys don't know. You, you have guys no don't. idea. You have no
1: idea. No idea. I
2: just I'm afraid that if we explain anymore, eventually like the athletic's gonna start asking Danielle a bunch of questions about like this shows like, various professionalism, you know, degrees that we do and don't, uh, don't listen, don't ask questions, just, just
1: praise Danielle on Twitter. Yeah. So, um, with that in mind, I I just, you know, I just want to tell everybody that it's been, it's been a great ride, I can't believe we've been doing this a hundred times, uh, Nice of the Chiefs <laughs> for giving us another compelling only weird game to, to discuss. My goodness, no <laughs> kidding! <laughs> only only fitting that the Chiefs would be like, um, yeah, we not go, we not gonna you know roll a bus around the stadium, but but we gonna make you do paces around your house because you're out there sweating before Thanksgiving, <laughs> you know. Um, what a, what a great game! I know I know Seth is uh you know th- th- is this your flu is this your flu podcast sir or was that last week I don't know <laughs> just Seth's angry and I just want to step away and give him the basketball so yeah. <laughs> um so so go get us buckets Seth I, okay
3: um man what am I angry about so many things um. <laughs> You know, it's really, I'm telling you, we've talked about this before, but, like, that really is my secret. I am just not shredded and strong and cool like the Hulk, but I am always angry, and I just try so hard to cover it up. But, like, last night, it slipped through the cracks a little bit on Twitter. I'm still not 100%, and I found myself just replying to people just not nicely, which is beneath me and i should be better than that but clearly it's not and i'm not i just like <laughs> there's so many people like you know i'd comment on something at the game it's just like this is unacceptable ah! look <laughs> the chiefs beat you know, you know a you good know. team go ahead sir. the chiefs beat a good team in their house they didn't embarrass them like i thought they would i think the raiders showed that they are just they're a bad matchup for the chiefs defense um they've got a good offensive line they scheme up their protections really well they happen to have really fast skill position players that take advantage of the chiefs scheming no matter whether the chiefs try to do man or zone and Derek Carr is playing really really well that was a quality road win and if it were against a six and three NFC team that had asked play like series playoff aspirations and had been playing really well. Inclu- I mean, an offense that's playing one of the better offenses in the league, everyone would be like, Oh man, great win. But instead, because it's the Raiders and we had this unrealistic, now we realize expectation that they'd blow them out of the water, a team that matches up against them really well. Well, now it's just unacceptable. Like, also, for you people that, like, maybe Travis Kelsey's been getting too much praise lately, but somehow in my mentions, there's this Kittle-Kelsey thing going on again. Still? I don't. Here's what I want to say to Steel? you. If you want to argue with me about George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. I don't care what you think. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how to be any clearer than that. I, wow. I'm sorry. That sounds terrible, but I don't okay. care what you think. If you want to try to argue to me that George Kittle is better than Kelsey, I don't care. I don't care your reasons. I don't care who you cheer for. I don't care if you're starting off with, and I mean this with all due respect. I really do. But if you're starting yeah. this, well, I'm a Chiefs fan, but I still don't care. I don't care. If you think George Kittle is better than Travis Kelsey, I literally don't care what you have to say about the tight end position. I don't.
1: And and to, and to back you up, Seth, I, uh... Uh, a guy that we all know and, and and enjoy talking to, Bobby Stroop, out here saying Kelsey needs to be in the MVP conversation. Um, you, anybody saying I'm that not about George Kittle? Body. Anybody? Yeah. Did anybody say that about George Kittle? Last. Season? <laughs> Well, and that's
3: just, if you think, and this is going to be a shout out and seeming slam of one of my favorite Chiefs of all time, unless you think Jason Dunn is one of the greatest tight ends of all time, (laughs) you do not think George Kittles as good as Travis Kelsey because run blocking, while nice, is not a tenth as important as the ability to get open. And Travis Kelsey does that better than anyone in the league. And if you say, well, no, Kittles is good a route runner. If you say that, I care even less than I don't care about your opinion. And that's mean to say, and I'm sorry. I'm sick. I hope you give me some grace, but I don't care. I don't. And it's just like one of those things where, like, what do you say to someone eventually? Well, no. if you want, it's like I've got Raiders fans in my mentions right now who are like fighting me to the death that Derek Carr was better than Patrick Mahomes last night, and I'm just like, okay, we, what do you want me to say to that? Other than that's
1: dumb. We, we have a, we have officially entered the SEC. Josh, we've officially entered. <laughs> That's true. You're right. The Raider fans are Auburn. I get it. Y'all want to be good. Y'all <laughs> ain't got Cam Newton this year. Um, you know, there's still some. There's still some Florida Gator fans who think. You know, I guess Kittle is great, and he is, understandably. But he's, you know, he's just not having the same season as Travis Kelsey. He's not having a historic season like Travis Kelsey. And then Seth, you you encountered Tuscaloosa fan last night. Um, Who were they out here, y'all? They were out (laughs) here. Why is Nick Saban not up by forty by halftime? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody wanted. They wanted somebody. I don't know who it is. I can't remember their name. They wanted to cut, like, Demarcus Robinson. And then I made a very yeah. fair point where I was like, what if Demarcus catches the game winner? And then, yeah. and then Demarcus was like, hold on, dog. Let me do something you've never seen on a football field. I already got the first down. <laughs> no, I'm a to like, I'm oh, going to get a second first down on top <laughs> of the original first down. <laughs> then. <laughs> that was wild. Then oh. on the fourth down play, I, I was like, these hands were meant to type. They don't need to be typing right now, cause Demarcus Robinson caught a football on a fourth down play in the fourth quarter that y'all had to get. But Tuscaloosa fan is not gonna mention that. Tuscaloosa fan is, I thought we was gonna win by thirty on the road against Auburn. Okay, like that is <laughs> we got all the five stars, <laughs> we got the best coaching staff. I don't understand what Nick's doing out here. Like, it, it, like <laughs> it's so fun. I'm, 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 I'm very tongue in cheek. It's so fun to, to know that the Chiefs fans, that Chiefs fans, like the fan base, has turned into Alabama football. Is just oh, it's, it's a godsend to us, honestly. Um, so I try to bring sanity, clarity, um, some factual precedents at halftime, but nobody was having it, and I was kind of loving every second of it.
2: Seth, can you just kind of full like Liam Neeson and taken voice say? Uh, I don't care what you think. Just one more time, get a nice, a nice clean read on it. I don't care what you think. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> that was that was
3: Danielle's party popper.
2: Coming to a
1: Christmas theater I, via Zoom near you. And
3: let me just say that there are a lot of people whose opinions I do care what they think. But like at a certain point, like I still got this. Is Raiders it a lot? Fan. Is it a lot? You think? <laughs> yeah, I I've got a lot too. I've got a lot of people whose opinions matter to me because I understand that I have a very small corner of knowledge and even people that maybe I have more knowledge than on some things, they might be able to point something out to me that I just missed. You know what I mean? That happens. Mm-hmm. But to me, if you're going to continually argue things that it's just, I, there's no point. And I get that. That's part of why we're here. All is the arguing. But again, even this stupid stuff, like, you know, well, you know, Derek Carr was actually better than Mahomes last night. Mahomes team just won. And my, when I say, well, you know, Mahomes had to play a lot more out of structure. He had to make a lot more happen because the Raiders defense in a lot of ways played significantly better than the chiefs defense. And mm-hmm. what their response is oh, <laughs> And it's like, well, Okay. Like, what do you do with that? Like, I, I don't know what to do with that. And I just don't have the patience for it. We just at gotta this educate point. him,
1: Seth. We just gotta educate him in this yeah, such one a hour class. Hostile
3: energy. The Chiefs just had one of those
2: wins and we're doing our hundredth episode, <laughs> and this is maybe this is maybe the most
3: hostile energy this show's <laughs> ever had to start. We just yes. it wasn't about running I'm, back. We just gotta I'm educate I'm so them. sorry. You just gotta I'm so sorry. I do can I say something about hundred episodes and then and then we'll move on about how yes, angry absolutely. I blame Kurt. Covid. It also another side effect of covid. It makes me really angry. Apparently. Oh, have you? Wow, you've had wow. That's crazy. You've had covid for
2: thirty years. That's okay. incredible. What?
3: <laughs> I appreciate that you either are making me sound younger than I am, or you're saying that I was a lovely one through five year old. Lovely. I'm, I'm saying that. No, no. I'm I'm saying I'm saying that you got it in sort of your late teens. And then it took a real turn. Yeah. You know what, Nate? I expect that from him, but not you, Nate. Anyway, so I, I would just was going to, you know, uh, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I think Talk about, about what causes violence. Is this you're talking about episode 100? (laughs) No, what I actually did want to say is that it's just crazy that we've done 100 episodes. It's crazy to me. I've just enjoyed working with you guys. This has probably been in a career, I guess you could call it, that I still can't believe I get to do. And I've done a lot of fun things. I've got to do a lot of cool things. This has been my favorite. And I, I just appreciate you guys. Danielle, I appreciate you too. And it's... I can't believe that I get to have this much fun and get paid to do it. It's just crazy. And you guys are awesome. And everyone who listens. Yes. Other than the ones who apparently I'm like telling, I don't care what you think. Yes. Um, i still desperately care that you listen yes and <laughs> <laughs> and i think most of the people who listen to this show understand my frustration dealing with george kittle fanboys look george kittle's a great tight end he's not as good as kelsey because kelsey's on his way to being the goat guys and that's not an insult to kittle and so anyway i just appreciate everyone thank you so much for listening um and yeah I so I'm trying to bring my energy to a better place I, I got sidetracked midway there with some anger but I'm back now and I'm happy again
0: did Seth say something about me I was listening
3: you know oh yeah I don't know
2: did you say something about Danielle
3: yeah I forgot to bring up Nick Cage movies first that's on me
2: you should write you, if you you could have activated Danielle just by saying you know Ghost Rider and then then talked more about how great Danielle is <laughs>
3: I i I failed. I'm sorry, you had, and that's another, You had one job. It just job. shows us someone can fail their way through a hundred episodes. Yeah. Uh,
2: okay. I, I
0: gotta go. I gotta go play Spider-Man. See you guys.
2: Oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Hold on, I'll set you free. Hold on. What was the Ghost Rider sequel called? What was Ghost Rider? Uh, Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. You can go play. Wow, PS5, Spirit yeah. of Vengeance.
0: Thank you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Man, Daniel's powered down. Uh, I'll say. I'll say this. You know, as. Our traditional sort of thirteen-minute intro continues here. I mean, we just we've not gotten any better at this podcast thing. I'll tell you that a hundred episodes in, and we might be we might be at our structural worst. But uh, I I've had a lot of opportunities to do a lot of fun uh, things, sort of in this or similar mediums with everything between this show and eight ten and and uh, all the all the stuff around the media world that we've done. But this is absolutely. One of the most fun just things that I do every week, and uh, it's always a little baffling and and very, uh, very, very wonderful to see the number of people that look forward to yes. uh, this show that has 15-minute intros mm-hmm. and <laughs> occasionally overlooks a team like the Raiders yep. for a week, and then the Chiefs lose, and then we feel a little bit personally responsible. Um, all of that is just it's it, it it really doing this show has been an absolute joy and genuinely uh she's gone now so i can say this danielle solving the number of problems that she solves on a twice a week basis is wild makes it makes it even more fun because there are so many things i can tell you as someone who does plenty of of production on my own end that makes everything harder and worse. <laughs> it's, just, it's just more weight to carry. And knowing that Danielle's got it literally 100% on lock every week is incredible. So, uh, yeah, this show's been a joy to do for, I would say, at least 70 of the 100 episodes. Yes, uh, clearly.
1: And I, and I think the two the two for me is um because of us and you guys, uh, I got to have a legitimate conversation with Joe Buck. <laughs> before the Super Bowl because I was like where's Troy where my man at um Troy was down on the field doing like his job and I was not in the press box doing my job okay because of a podcast of this nature it was incredible that I got to just hang out with Joe Buck and he'd be like oh yeah this is what I'll be doing and this is the tell." yeah like like again the last legitimate football game I saw in person with fans was a Super Bowl and, like, I got to hang out with Joe Buck because even the people at Fox Sports were like, yeah, the Trey Eggman thing was hilarious. Um, <laughs> and secondly, I feel in a small way like we're kind of Dave Chappelle in the mid-2000s where people used to roll up on him and say, I mean, I can't, I can't really say what, he, what people used to say to him uh, that involved Rick James. But, like, hey. <laughs> Rick Jay, you know, I
3: can't. I wanted to so bad just to shock the world. It would have been shocking. I feel
1: like that. You know, a certain segment of our fans will get this. But, like, I feel like people just come at me and say, only weird games. And it gives me so much joy (laughs) each time. Yep. Only weird games. And it's just like, yeah, that's the entire Chiefs. uh, That's the history of the Chiefs with this podcast. (laughs) So thank you for people continuing to... Shout it, or tweet it at us, or uh, say it in unison with us when we when we have the podcast uh, in your ears. Just just a joy, but man, the Chiefs really do only play weird games, and it it makes my job enjoyable. And like Josh mentioned, incredibly difficult. <laughs> it's true. And-
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com slash credit card
2: what better game to to talk about on episode 100 than what actually happened yesterday there are so many directions we could go with all of this but I you know I, I do the the post game show on 810 and I said this is the jump there and I'm gonna I'm gonna force the, the conversation here at the beginning because I just I'm still not shaken out of this mindset Guys, I remember so many, so many weeks where I would be, you know, a a tween or a teen sitting on my parents' couch in our living room, you know, four or five years ago. I would be 14. Uh, I I would watch the Chiefs lose some god-awful noon game. (laughs) Matt Castle would lose to the Bills or whatever, or Brody (laughs) Croyle would lose to the Bills, And I would sit there and then I would just sort of soak in that stink for a few hours. And then Sunday Night Football would come on and Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees would do some absolute witchcraft in the last two (laughs) minutes to be a perfectly good team like you know a nice effort from the bears or whatever it didn't matter because that team had the quarterback that just did absolute witchcraft for the last 90 seconds and I would just sit there and think hot dang how cool would it be to root for the team that has Aaron Rodgers or or Peyton Manning or whatever and the Chiefs have that like the, they score the Raiders scored what for so many teams would have been a back-breaking soul-crushing touchdown to Jason Witten with 10-0 in coverage who had pretty good coverage. <laughs> it was great like coverage. Seven seconds. He actually got a finger on the ball. It wasn't bad and it still didn't work. And it was just gutting in the way that those things could always be good. Except the team that was getting the ball back had Patrick Mahomes in like 90 seconds. And so you kind of figured, actually, the Chiefs have about a 75% chance still of winning this game. (laughs) That feeling,
1: I hope that never gets old. I don't think it will because what I did yesterday after the game and after talking with with Patrick and and Coach, I had to make it very specific. And I think some people uh, notice this on the comment section, and I, I appreciate them. But like it was the first time in the Patrick Mahomes era that the game-winning drive started within two minutes and ended before the end of regulation. That is such a tight window. Yeah. And they never faced fourth down. Like what? <laughs> I mean, listen to me if you're a Raider fan. He only had one timeout. He had to go yeah. 75 yards. He had not one completion. Of over twenty yards until he knifed you to death. Um, mm-hmm. with with Travis Kelsey, um, Jonathan Abram, who I said on Twitter, just a perfect Raider. Ah, oh, mm-hmm. keep him around <laughs> for another decade. Hard hitter, <laughs> undisciplined, truly talented, wildly um over over overacting, <laughs> like just just a wild card of a Raider. Oh, just God's gift to football in a, in a single human person. Um, makes an incredible tackle on Daryl Williams to keep him in bounds, to force the Chiefs to call a timeout, and then on the very next play, like receiving massive praise from 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 Collinsworth, who was like, that's a great play, and it is a great play. And then the very next play, he looks like a bozo! Because <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is like a wizard. um, A unicorn, as Bobby Stroop uh, has said in theathletic.com. I... I just want people to understand these are tight windows. He did it in a tight window. It's the first time he's done it in his career. It's another level of his immaturation, but I went back on game pass and I rewatched. And this is while Brendan Roberts, our, our lovely editor was, was editing my story, but I went back and I rewatched the comeback against the Broncos in his first season. I went back and I rewatched the comeback against the lions. Cause that felt most similar to last night. Um, and, it's like, those two comebacks were really impressive. Uh, this one's better. <laughs> and if okay. you're the Raiders, what do we have to do? What do I have to do um, to beat this man um, when he's when he's super locked in? And for whatever mm-hmm. reason, in the second and third quarters of the previous games, uh, Patrick Mahomes and his teammates were kind of like, eh. They are kind of like, eh. But Mahomes uh, had, you know, the Raiders had Mahomes' attention for 60 minutes. And uh he was he was just I mean, do I need to say it, Josh? I think you need to say it. He's the MVP. Stop it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stop yeah. hey, everybody. it
2: okay hey listen ben roethlisberger could go 16 and no, i don't give a bleep i want to hear his name one time out your mouth
3: i don't want to hear just it. He, he the mvp josh doesn't care what you think
2: josh i'll tell you what i'll tell you why josh doesn't care about what you think about ben roethlisberger being an mvp <laughs> candidate i'd vote for george kittle first and i think he's played like four games this year.
3: <laughs> um <sighs> Man, those are all really really awesome points um it's I mean it's the first thing that I that I wrote about this week is just because it has to be Mahomes, right? Um But it also doesn't hurt like you can see the Chiefs defense, we gotta talk about oh, that. Oh, of course. Like Yep but we yep. gotta talk we'll a lot there. about that. That's next. That's next maybe. Um, but like there. on in terms of the Chiefs playmakers, and by playmakers obviously First and foremost, I'm talking about Daniel Sorensen, who doesn't I... do anything but make plays that make me want to scream. Is he the Trooper And Robert? I never yeah. know which way. Anytime, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. Anytime the ball is snapped, I just know that Daniel Sorensen. Okay.
2: Did, we, did you just punch your microphone? What just happened? <laughs> no, my
3: mic fell. All right, my this is all staying fell. in. I'm Here's cool. the thing.
2: Here's the thing. I'm going to say one more time. Seth, you get your bleep figured Come out. Here's what man. I'm going to say one more time. The amount of weight that Danielle carries in this <laughs> podcast <laughs> can only be further celebrated in episode 100 because occasionally Seth's microphone oh. just falls. <laughs> and that... I,
3: I, I got excited and I, I I ran into my my cord. I was thinking about Daniel Sorensen. He just makes me so crazy, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's so like you, an abusive relationship at microphone. this point. I'm still and,
2: there's a lot I don't understand. Not on purpose.
3: There's there's always collateral damage. In abusive relationship. So now, also here's the other
2: thing: is now usually um, Danielle would probably edit that joke anyway. out because it was no, a little, fine. that was a little insensitive, you know, <laughs> from Seth. That was a little bit blue. That probably wouldn't have usually made the cut. It's staying in today though, because episode 100. Oh, <laughs> oh man. it's our 100th and final episode of Times on. Yeah, yeah.
3: Seth unplugged. Turns out he's kind of a jackass. Um, so. Anyway, what you I was going to so- say, Daniel swords, no,
2: Nate. Can you hear that? It sounds like you have a voice changer now. Yeah, no, it's, uh, Seth. Yeah, it, sound, no, you kind of, this yeah, it sounds. Also. like you this got hit by a tranquilizer dart, and you're an old <laughs> Yeah, this happened to me one time where everyone was <laughs> laughing. I didn't know it was so funny. It's because it it? apparently I sounded like um, I don't remember. There was you guys had like a, a person that I sounded like, but yeah, it, it sounds like Seth just punched his microphone You've got and a took dart a dart in tranquilizer.
3: Your neck. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow, that's wait. Pull what out?
2: Are you not still <laughs> doing the voice?
1: You're crazy, <laughs> man.
3: What? Like seriously? I... Talk
2: about Dan Soren <laughs> that microphone maybe
3: unrepairable.
2: Like, un- no, I'm not doing a voice right now. Is it pretty bad? <laughs> talk about Dan Soren without fixing anything, and it'll be way funnier. And then you can try to fix it while Nate and I talk about something else. Oh
3: no, um, uh, Dan,
1: <laughs> <laughs> did
2: you just do a handful of? Of pills? Did you take a handful? Of, did you just did you put a <laughs> straw in a bottle of Nyquil?
3: No, I didn't do any pills. Hey, 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 hey! I have no idea how this sounds, man. But you wow. just need to chill. Just relax.
2: This is this is the so there was there's there are three Seths. Three Seths live inside of Seth. Everyone should know this. There's, you know, there's sort of the the front-facing Seth that most of us know. Then there was the beginning of this show, Seth that has just sort of a really, uh, a really poisonous sort of anger to it. <laughs> and then there's, and then there's Seth's like stoner brother that also is just in there somewhere, and that's who we're hearing from on today's podcast.
1: All because of a microphone uh, mishap, a malfunction. Yeah.
2: Because of Dan Sorensen,
1: it was perfect though. I'll pat my back on uh, pat myself on the back for
2: this tweet one more time because it was, I believe, 52 minutes before the game sealing interception. <laughs> I tweeted, uh, "Dan Sorensen has been awful today, and I've tweeted about it. So you should have a game sealing pick six any time now." It wasn't a pick six, but he thought about just it though.
1: Unbelievable. <laughs> he did. Ben was like, "What are you doing?" Patrick Mahomes was like, "Get down!" Like it, would have been, it would have been great
2: for all of our double-digit score prediction victories, yeah. uh, the margins of victory. Yeah. But uh, yeah. it was still for the best. But yeah, I mean, he's it was it was bonkers. Um, I don't know where Seth's at right now, Nate. So I'm gonna ask you. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let's test this
3: out again. And so, as I was very eloquently and not at all like an insane person saying about <laughs> Daniel Sorensen, that got me sidetracked. Well, you know, Daniel Sorensen's a lot of things. He's a man of many colors and many... Uh, Huh. Is that where you wanted to start? (laughs) (laughs) He's a man of many... Of many... I don't know. Skins doesn't sound right either. Also am- bad talent. <laughs> Do you want to go with talent? <laughs> no, a man of many like uh, tones. A man of many like sh- like. What's the word I'm looking that's for? Not here? true though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not talking. Oh my goodness. that's not what I'm talking about, Briscoe with an E. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> listen, we-, we contractually, contractually, we have to at least make a vague reference to the fact that Dan Sorensen is the NFL's only white defensive back. The no <laughs> white <laughs> DBs. <laughs>
3: He's the, the ha- only one. Yep, the it's Mormon it? missile. No, he's just, he has a lot of traits to him. I don't know what word. He's a man of many traits. How's that? Traits is Traits is First fun. and foremost, he is clutch. It doesn't matter if Dan Sorensen has made 18 bad plays in a game. When it, like, there are very few players, like, when it comes down to it, and it's like the last play of the game, if Dan Sorensen gets a chance to make a play, I'm pretty confident he will. Like, as long as he's not asked to, like, you know, cover Darren Waller one-on-one, yeah. which he literally cannot do. Right. Like, he cannot do it. But I was just going to say one thing with this Chiefs team, not just Mahomes, who is unbelievable. Um, That last-minute drive I wrote about in detail, he didn't even have to make very many hero ball plays because he knew exactly what the
1: Raiders were doing
3: and mm-hmm. just had mm-hmm. the ball out to the right spot every single time.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you, you know, like... You I, mentioned it, Seth, like... In your in your piece, uh, for your newsletter, his ball placement was excellent, man. Just yeah. Just yeah. excellent.
3: It it was it was so crazy, and he knew exactly where I wanted to go. Someone pointed out earlier in the game when he took a shot into the end zone, it was like, how did Mahomes know they were gonna do a cover zero blitz there? They were showing cover two zone before the snap. And like and, and he knew. He just knew. And and it's been so crazy. But the biggest thing I'm say, the Chiefs have clearly been there before. Yep. like with like the game on the line like you you didn't see people doing a, you saw a lot of stupid stuff in the first three quarters <laughs> but like DeMarcus when it came down to it on fourth down he did what he had to do mm-hmm. the, the the previous play for that he didn't just want one first down he wanted two. like (laughs) so he reached sideways oh that was so bizarre when tescalusa
1: fan is in your head you start doing (laughs) things that are unnatural okay you do
3: but they like travis kelsey and tyreek hill deserve a ton of credit too like hill was asked to be a possession receiver down the stretch and he did an awesome job with it um and kelsey is just unbelievable and they really like their offensive line really their whole team there there's no situation they're gonna panic there's no like even as the fan base and i include myself in this like i was pretty angry watching a lot of that game and then i pretended to be mr oh i have a good perspective online because (laughs) you know why not but they don't get angry for the most part i think the defense i might have to not include them from this because they seem kind of angry at Mm times um But they've been there before. They know how to win games. And there's no real way to quantify that, but it's absolutely something that exists. Um, Can I make my Dan Sorensen joke that I thought
2: of a little bit ago, even (laughs) though the moment kind of passed? Do it. Sure. At the end of games he's Ed Reed and for the rest of the game he's Ed Sheeran and it's just really it's just really confusing
3: but he can sing like an angel in either event.
2: Oh, that's true. Yeah. You can't uh,
3: convince me that Ed Reed can't sing. No, he's
2: absolutely. He could absolutely croon. I you know, remember the hat he wore for his Hall of Fame oh. speech? If you wear that hat, you got a you got pipes for sure. No question. Uh, so yeah, okay, let's uh let's talk about the defense and also on that on that front. Um, we should we should probably talk about Juan Thornhill. You know, just you know, Seth, Seth oh. you're a little under the weather still. we want to go to Nate still. We'll limit your snaps, much like the Chiefs are trying to limit Juan <laughs> Juan Thornhill snaps. Just starting in Week Ten, I guess. For what? Uh, oh. it, so we. I mean, we're talking about safeties really quick. This is a, this might be kind of a micro thing, but I wanted to make sure we talked about it because I really genuinely. Would love to know what either of you think is going on here. Andy Reid got asked about it after the game. He said that he's a situational player. Which makes no sense. And also they kind of bringing him back slowly. What? Here's the thing. So here's why. So he has the ACL, right? That takes a while to get back from. That's totally fair. In week one, he played 64% of the snaps. Totally. If you said he was going to play 64% of the snaps all year until playoff time, I'd be like, all right. I mean, you want to get him healthy, whatever. That's a lot of snaps, but still. Here are the percentages of snaps he's played from week two through week 10 or through uh, game Mm -hmm. 10 through game 10 98 percent 100 percent 97 percent 99 percent 100 percent 67 percent 84 percent 80 percent 18 percent in weeks two through six he I'm guessing here but he probably missed about seven or eight snaps and then it was about, you know, 67, 84, 80. And then last night, he played 11 defensive snaps and his first four special team snaps of the season. What? What's going on?
1: I I don't know. And um, I don't criticize the team in this manner much. But I think the, uh, the team has an obligation to put somebody who plays defense on the Zoom calls after they give up 31 points to their arch rivals. I mean, yeah, uh,
2: it would be helpful because um, when they lost – Neither team, by the way. Fun nugget for everybody. Uh, the Chiefs and the Raiders, they they put, I believe, a total of uh, six or seven players up on the podium, uh, both teams combined. Zero of them played defense. Zero
1: played defense. Um, from either team. So are you telling me there's a loophole in the league's rules for 2020? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like Andy, like that quote from Andy Reid was so stock and so like mm. here's here's just A plus B equals C coach speak that like mm-hmm. not even he believes it coming out of his mouth. Now uh, <laughs> I will investigate this to the fullest extent later this week, folks. Don't don't you worry. But Seth, remind me, there was nothing from Juan where his eyes were so bad in the. Raiders game that you just had to bench him to start the second to start the rematch um he's coming off I, oh, go ahead not that I saw not you, that I- you keep going but just yeah yeah, yeah I, I just want to make sure you agree with me we didn't see anything on film that said who maybe Juan Thorhill needs to just take a breath like step 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 down for a minute you know recharge see the field again the right way all right let's put you back in there, there's none of that uh, you're coming off a bye week, so you would assume his mm-hmm. body would be, you know, a little freshened after mm-hmm. after time of not trying to tackle people. Um, The Chiefs' defense accomplished one thing and one thing only last night, and it really didn't even involve Juan. Um, Henry Ruggs didn't catch a deep ball. Like, that's the one mm-hmm. thing they did right. And mm-hmm. within all of that, I don't know how Den Sorensen can be on the field without Juan Thornhill. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like I, I just I just don't I just don't logically understand it. So um Steve Spagnolo, I guess, has three days to figure that out <laughs> before he gives some form of public comments about the strategy involved. Um, even if the Raiders run two tight end sets that make you wanna like bend to them a little bit, I would still want Juan Thornhill as your safety net. That just like has
2: Juan Thornhill played bad, yeah.
1: Josh, at any moment in the season?
2: I you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce that question straight to Seth.
3: I so I haven't gone out of my way to to review him specifically, um, just because generally speaking the kit the Chiefs haven't been giving up big plays. Right. Um, they did against the Raiders, but by and large the, most of those from what I saw were not on Thornhill. Right. Um, and, and he is, on paper, by far the best deep safety guy they have and was a huge part of why they didn't give up a lot of big plays last year because his of his range and ball skills. And the thing with a, with a deep safety with a ton of range is you often don't see most of what they do because most of what they do is discourage teams from testing out various throws, right? Mm-hmm. And you're, you're never going to really – it's hard to see that on film. Um, that's why like Earl Thomas was always tough to evaluate even when he was at the absolute top mm. of his game. Cause mm. I mean, you know, it's like, Oh, look at this highlight of the quarterback, not throwing deep. It's like, yeah, but he's closing down that lane. Um, Sorensen cannot do that. And Tyron Matthew, who, man, I, I just like, I'm worried. Like I'm going to end up like taking some, some lumps on Twitter <laughs> for saying something like this. But I mean, Matthew low key is not having as good a year this year either. Yeah. Um, in terms of and he, he certainly knew that about last night. In fact, he had a bunch of tweets I,
2: that are not on Twitter anymore. Yeah, I just um, went, I just went look
1: for him again.
3: Should have yeah. screen grabbed him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, did he? Did he? Did he delete some yes. stuff? I know he, mm-hmm. he tweeted
1: one thing that I he, quote tweeted. The 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 biggest one that came out to me, um, and I'm paraphrasing. I'm not saying this word for word because again, I don't I don't see the tweet anymore and I didn't screen grab it. Was the idea that he was saying that is T? Are you are you doing too much? Therefore, you can't do anything. Um, so is he is he is he having an issue where he's mentally playing mind games with himself to where he's just not reading and reacting the way he normally would? Like I don't I don't know. But I mean I don't think the scheme would change a ton. But the biggest thing that I saw that what he tweeted last night, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, Josh, was just he seems to be overly thinking things and maybe he's not as reactive or forcing the issue the way he would a year ago around this time when obviously they made a a great stretch run in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there were some others that
2: were just sort of um, frustrated. There was some frustration about the, about the way people were even talking about the defense and frustration with people that are never, I can't remember the, the verbatim and I don't, it's not like a huge deal right. that I don't, you know, necessarily want to dig all the way back into, but you know, it t- tweeted about how some people are never happy and whatnot. And, and, you know, I think part of that, part of that part of it comes from we really did spend this last week thinking oh the Chiefs are going to come out here and they're going to they're going to put the Raiders back in their place and they didn't do that they, the Raiders looked really good in this yes. game and the Chiefs yeah. defense the Chiefs defense looked just as bad as it did the first time through like really more so than any other game this season it, it kind of felt like really on both sides of the ball to some extent we didn't see game two of chiefs Raiders. We saw quarters five, six, seven, and eight of chiefs Mm -hmm. Raiders. Like it just, they're just a long, long, long halftime. And you know, I, I think, I think it's totally fair to look at how the defense performed last night and to be disappointed that it didn't look a lot better than the first time through. You're, you're right that, you know, there wasn't the huge pass to rugs, but Darren Waller had a, had a bigger game than he did the first time through. And, um, Mm -hmm. The Chiefs' run defense is great, though. I, everyone who wanted, everyone who thought that was the problem, you, you should be feeling good now because the Chiefs' run defense really just hasn't given up anything. And, and so, uh, to take it in it, another
3: direction from from that stops. argument,
0: <laughs> I'm yeah. saving you, Josh.
3: Yeah. Um, but it is, I, I mean, it, it is interesting, and and I understand, like, you know, players. Honestly, I was getting annoyed with my mentions, yeah. and so I can't even imagine what players go through. You know, that's got to be just unbelievable, especially because, you know, like, for example, I mean, there were people when Mahomes threw that interception sprinting to, you know, be the first one to say, oh, Mahomes finally paid a price for, you know, all these turnover worthy plays. And like, if you're Mahomes, it's got to be like, well, no, I thought he was going to, you know, work his way back down the seam and he didn't like, I can see why that would be frustrating for a player, right? Especially if you feel like you're getting blamed for things that aren't your fault. I mean... Honestly, that kind of comes with the territory. I don't know why athletes look at their mentions. <laughs> yeah. um, why or, do we or, though? Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> because um, honestly, because it's, it's very closely related to my job. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, that's fair. And so, I just,
2: I, I mean, I've, I've gone through that a couple times to be like, why? Like, at the yeah. very least, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta just like stop looking at my mentions from my phone. Like, if I'm yes. at my computer, I can do. I just. It's not a good use of time, and most people are great. Right. But most of the time, and maybe that's right. Why, and right? I would say
1: this too: like it's it it is somewhat related to our job, or it can be related to our job because our colleague Tashawn Reed, who covers the Raiders in Las Vegas, <laughs> said that this was the best game Derek Carr's played this season, give or take, depending yeah. on this or the Saints game that they that they that they overwhelmed the Saints. Yeah, he played great. And uh. I mean, and uh, Derek, Derek Carr uh, blocked him from Twitter. <laughs> blocked the Sean. What are we doing? I didn't know that. <laughs> did he really? He really yeah. did. Man,
3: what, wow. see, and this is like, man, we're trying to like you, Derek Carr. Like, we're trying to, like, say nice things. And th- I'm not. <sighs> I
2: think he's a dork.
3: <laughs> and so, I can't, I can't. And so can I say I, that? Is that okay?
2: I feel like I can say, I think Derek, I think Derek Carr is kind of a dork. I don't know. I'm not saying he's a bad person. I just think he's kind of
3: a dork. And so I, I just, I do think you, I'm seeing some frustrations with the defense that are kind of interesting to see kind of bubble at the surface and the, the Thornhill thing doesn't make sense to me. Um, yeah. It's confusing. And And I wonder if that's where some frustrations coming from. Maybe there's some internal disagreement going on as to what they should be doing or what they're supposed to be doing. I don't know. Right? I, I just I have no idea. But it is weird that a capable guy is is now playing. I mean, that was weird to see him play so few snaps. Yeah. Um, And to see Sorensen again, I mean, he, he got burned by the fullback. He got burned. And he's just lucky the fullback didn't drop that because yep. it was a fairly similar route to what he got worked over on the first time. And at a certain point, Spagnuolo, who's done a brilliant job with the defense for the most part, like, it's hard not to say, like, why are you putting these guys in the same situation they've shown they can't succeed at? Yeah. And that's that's worth asking. And it just makes you wonder, because, I mean, look, elephant in the room. Chris Jones was hyped up about something on the sideline. It looked mm-hmm. like he was yelling at Legereus Sneed.
1: Which I don't understand why. I, I really don't. Like, I have no like unless Logarius needs to say something about your mama, I don't know why you're screaming at him. He just he yeah, just like, came back from a broken collarbone. Like expecting him to not Expect him expecting him to not have rust or for the secondary to not complain that the defensive line is not getting um, the necessary push up front that you would uh, mm-hmm. be accustomed to. Like I don't I don't understand why that conversation needed to be had. Shout out to NBC camera crew for getting it done. But what is Chris Jones complaining about? Like, I really, it's so bad from an optics standpoint where I'm just like, but, but dog, like, none of y'all are playing well. So why are you screaming at the rookie who just, who just came back from injury? Who didn't have, like, an obvious...
2: Mistake! Yes, or exactly. Like, and listen, the other thing that's weird about that, and this is also kind of in the weeds, but, like, I, I don't think I've ever seen, like, a safety in corner yell at each other on the sideline that's made me confused. Because, like, well, yeah, because at that point, you guys are, like, actively working off of each other, and, you know, there's communication there. You're trying to make sure you don't have, you don't have bad communication because it really, really matters that defensive backs are all on the same page. I don't know why like and at least where Snead is at right now come back from injury why you're like third or fourth corner is having anything with your like star interior pass rusher like they don't obviously what they do impacts the defense in in big ways but it's not like it's not like they screwed something up or like that, that Snead cost Chris Jones on something right like that just doesn't it was very weird
3: it was just very weird and that's a little concerning to me to see that sort of thing. Now, I mean, I've got a lot of confidence in Andy Reid and the 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 situation that the Chiefs are in in terms of Spagnolo controlling the defense and like emotions are going to run high occasionally. Yep. I mean, they were getting they were getting run over, yep. and they're a prideful group. Um, they they occasionally clap back on social media, um, you know, when they feel like they're being disrespected. So they're, It's they're also practices. fine
2: for the record. That's not, none of my concern comes from that. Like, Having having a little bit of pride and like trying yeah. to stand up for yourself and stuff, yeah, go go yeah. for that. And 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 stuff happens on the sidelines all the time. Yes, it's just sure. it was just that just was weird,
3: specifically odd to me, right? Yeah. And so I'm just curious. It's just we're seeing a few weird things on the defense, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you, you know, th- so that's two kind of tougher performances for them back to back. You know, against Carolina, they could have been better. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater played really well, but. You know, it wasn't but three weeks ago that one of the huge uh, storylines for the Chiefs is how much better the defense was this year. Yep. And so I'm not going to take too much away from it, but the Thornhill thing is weird. The Jones-Sneed incident is weird. Um, Putting Sorensen in position that he can't handle is weird. Yep. Um, And that's something Spagnuolo's avoided for the most part. At the end of the day though, I guess, you know, we'll see in the upcoming weeks. Maybe it really is just as simple as the uh the Raiders kind of have the Chiefs number on that side of the ball and Gruden is a good coach. And they've just got Yeah, him.
1: it's clear that um you know, as much as we talked about in the off season of the Ravens trying to make that next step in overtaking the Chiefs, similar to how the Chiefs were obviously, you know, trying to overtake the Patriots at one point in time. Um the Raiders have been designing their roster to compete for games like this because to at some point compete at the highest level, you have to win the division. Um, and so give credit where credit's due to John Gruden, to Mike Mayock, the idea that they've, they've targeted certain areas that they know if given the right talent with the right scheme, they can be competitive against the chiefs. Um, yep. I feel like it's fair that both of these teams won on each other's field and moving forward, uh, who's not to say we're not going to get a third round in, in January. And if that occurs, um, then the rivalry really, really will be back, but it's back now. Mm-hmm. And the Raiders are just a team that, that, that we can finally say is not a fluke. Give them their credit and moving forward. Um, their season depends on if they make the playoffs. Cause they should make the playoffs now, depending on, you know, based on what we've seen, uh, over the course of these, you know, these 11 games.
0: Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on Direct TV. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works—
2: One other thing defensively, I kind of tongue-in-cheek tweeted about how really we're the tastemakers on this one. Because uh, we, I, I think for the last like three games maybe, unless they're so around the Jets because it was the Jets. But for a little bit, we've been kind of going like, oh, you know, the Chiefs pass rush hasn't been like super overwhelming. We talked about it quite a bit over the last two weeks with the, the Panthers and the buy. Um, and then last night, it just sort of seemed like all of chiefs Twitter was asking where the chiefs pass rush was. And, and so we've, you know, we've touched on this a little bit. I don't think this is overreacting to one game. Um, you know, Chris Jones had, I think he ended up having the team's only quarterback hit. And to be honest, I couldn't tell you when that happened. I don't, I don't it doesn't I don't stand it, out. I don't know if
1: it honestly did, man. I, I mean, okay. shout out to the <laughs> status, right, to of the <laughs> official statisticians. We have, uh, we have arguments to that to be heard.
2: I I remember Charvarius Ward kind of kind of flushing Derek Carr out a little bit, or maybe he just hurried to throw uh, on a, a little corner blitz, which is not you know really who you want being your main memorable pass rusher from that game. um Seth, you, you can you can take the first swing at this, but. Uh, especially in these two Raiders games. And it's a good offensive line, and I get that. But in the two Raiders games and really a little bit beyond that, um, I-, I think you'll probably note fairly that Chris Jones has not been terrible, but I- he hasn't he hasn't popped the way that um, we would have liked certainly last night. Frank Clark's been pretty quiet, save for maybe a moment or two, like the last s- several weeks, I would last say, month. trying to be very fair about it. Yeah, so um, what do you think about the, the pass rush, which also, by the way, um, this isn't super duper relevant because it's really about Jones and Clark, I think, but Alex Okafor was back and you know they paid him some decent money to come start and, and you know he's working back from injury and hasn't been as good, so starting is maybe not fair, but then, you know, uh, Taco uh, Taco Charlton obviously out, uh, Tano Passanio is a second round pick, Derek Nottie was a second round pick, uh, Colin Saunders has been an an inactive, a healthy scratch a few times. He was a third round pick. Mm -hmm. Um, There's all of that is just, there's a lot invested in that, that defensive line. Um, Tershawn Wharton and Mike Pinnell are guys that didn't have much invested in them and they've both played pretty well. I think that might be expectations playing in there also though. What do you, what do you make of just that, that whole defensive line and how we should be talking about it?
3: Um, I'm going through the film right now. As we speak, it's kind of difficult. So because Carr knew where he was going a lot of the time with the ball mm-hmm. and so like well i'm not very far in so let's use the first third down as an example right mm-hmm. that's probably a play where people don't remember but the chiefs had pressure that play mm-hmm. they 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 ran a stunt with uh Tershawn wharton going outside and clark kind of coming inside to his left And it worked. I mean, it was, it was, it took a moment to develop, but not that long. It's just Carr never had to come off his first read. And Waller just ran right by Daniel Sorensen. And that was it. Yeah. And so I'm going to really take a look to figure out you know, what the, whether the issue was, I mean, was the coverage that bad? Was the pass that bad? Because anecdotally, I can think of a lot of snaps where I was just like, wow, Carr's got too much time. Like, and he's just too comfortable. Like, even when he had pressure, it wasn't quick pressure, right? It was always the ball was coming out right as it got there. And some of it was just Carr played really, really well, and he deserves a lot of credit for that. But the pass rush definitely hasn't been there like it should. I would say Jones has been quiet both weeks against the Raiders, and I think Rodney Hudson helps a lot. Um, He's probably the best center in the league. And
2: it's crazy, by the way, the Chiefs drafted him and Mitch Morse, and right now they've kind of like spent time with Austin Ryder and Daniel Kilgore at center. Like they just they've drafted a couple very good centers that they didn't get to keep.
3: They then that's just, you know, that that's how it goes. You know, there's some sure. places. I mean, both of them just got the bag, and good for them. Yeah, absolutely. But but it's I think he helps the out a fair amount on the interior. And they just their offensive line plays really well and just seems really always in the right spot to slow down the Chiefs. And you're just not getting any of those instant wins. And I'll just say this, like when I go back and re-watching, so far I've seen a few plays where, where Jones looks like he's getting some wins, but they were able to put a lot of bodies on him and no one really made them pay. Yeah. You know, I, there were a few snaps that I'm seeing where Clark was about to get there, but it wasn't super quick. And so I would just say, and we started to talk about this last week and we're going to talk about it again this week. Definitely. Clark is not, uh, I wouldn't yeah, I don't go know. so far as to say Jones is part of the problem, but Clark, uh, Clark is paid to be as disruptive as Chris Jones, at least. Yeah, yeah. And he's not and those two should be complementing one another like they did down the stretch last year but Clark is not winning the
1: one-on-ones that he should be winning no and it's clear and, it's clear that and, um is it Colton Miller is that right yeah, yeah it's clear that um all the things all the tricks that Frank used to have over him he's clearly adjusted for and 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 Clark doesn't have the speed right um mm-hmm. so i don't know if this you know if this knee injury is more serious than then we we're led on to believe just because Frank is one of those people that will, you know, play through anything honestly. Um mm-hmm. yep. but one thing that you realize is okay, if this guy knows my move, if he if he kind of got me on this move, if the quarterback's throwing the ball quicker than 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 maybe I anticipate, then I just got to go. I just got to get off the line. And like Frank hasn't been able to do that at a high level. Um so it's very it's very concerning at this point. I think it's a good differentiation to make there Seth uh,
2: about part of the problem versus not not overcoming some subpar play Cause I, I I feel like I should be able to be you know uh fairly judged on talking about Chris Jones because I like Chris Jones very much I would like to think that that Chris Jones is still able to have a couple of those like jaw dropping moments. You're like, wait a second. He had no business winning that matchup. They paid so much attention to him and he still did something remarkable. Like, I think that's at least sort of part of the package that, that I'd like to, I, that I remember seeing in, in places. And that's very hard to judge. I understand that. But specifically with, with Frank Clark, if, if either of those two guys are demanding the majority of an offensive line's attention and the other guys not winning, it's, Something's not working there. I mean, because you mentioned Seth. You know, there are times, and there were times when it looked like you know Frank Clark was going to get there in another second or another half second. But part of the way this team built its roster, and and Seth, you and I talked about this two years ago now. I think a year and a half or so ago, whenever we were kind of having those conversations about like, well, should you should you build from corner? Up or should you, you know, build the defensive line and, and a, a pass rush because they obviously affect each other so yes. much. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs obviously, and with good success among the the values they've gotten at the corner, they've obviously said we're going to pay and draft for the defensive line. And our secondary is going to be Charverius Ward, who we traded for a guy that was not going to make the roster, and Bashad Breland, who's on two one-year deals, and Lejarius Snead, who's a fourth-round pick, and Rashad Fenton, who's a sixth-round pick. And and that still appears to be working relatively well. Um, The development of the young guys has been great. But the strategy was that the defensive line would be dominant, and it's been... I mean, I think probably NFL below average this season. I don't know if there's a an easy metric for that on so, win rate or something, but that's at least sort of, again, like Outside, you, like, of, outside of Jones,
3: you're absolutely correct. It's been subpar. Yeah. Like, Jones has, generally speaking, still been really, really good. I, up until, I think, last week or the week before, I think he was the highest-rated pass rusher in the league, like, in any position. And,
2: is that, would, would it not be, that's a totally fair clarification to make, would it not be still true on the whole that the unit not not each player had been subpar, but that the unit still had been, even with Chris even when Chris Jones was playing really, really well.
3: Yes. Yes, that's absolutely fair. Um cool. and they've they've generated some pressure, but they've had to blitz more to yes. do it. True. Um, yeah, good point. And and so that's been that that's been something worth watching. Um Okafor isn't playing as well as he did last year when he was healthy. You know, obviously last year Agba executed the system really well and did a pretty nice job, and he's having a monster year this year. Mm-hmm. Um And Charlton was having a pretty decent year. Now he's obviously hurt. Um, Tashaun Warden, everyone loves him. But, I mean, that's hot and cold there, right? And they really, against the better offensive lines that they've faced, have not had a lot of luck outside of, you know, a handful of Chris Jones doing something crazy plays. And we're not seeing many of those from Clark. So, so here, real, real quick, Nate. So I have these.
2: I have the numbers in my head. I'm just going to throw them out there real fast. Sacks are not perfect, but it's a percentage that I found. Team sack percentage right now. The Chiefs are 21st in the league on the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Over the last three games, they are 29th in the league. Um, ahead of the Jets, Chargers, weirdly, mm. uh, Jacksonville, and then themselves. Again, that this could be flawed, but you know that 21st in the league on the year, 29th over the last three weeks in sack percentage, not pressure percentage, does not account for blitzes or whatever, um, but that's a sack on 5.3% of the snaps on the year and uh, 2.6% over the last three games.
1: I just Googled this and danielle it's up to you if you want to play the original audio which can be found on a lovely website called youtube.com oh, oh no. but since we mentioned ed reed earlier it's about time for somebody in the chief's locker room to go ed reed and this is back when he was at the university of miami i'm hurt dog don't ask me if i'm all right hell no nah. joaquin said dominate and we not doing it i put my heart in this shit, dog Let's, on, man. Let's go, man. Go. Somebody's got to have that kind of speech. Like, they have to go back to being dominant at stretches of the game. We're not asking 84, or excuse me, 85 Bears, like, 60 minutes of just just smirking and murking dudes mm-hmm. all over the place. But, you know, the Chiefs had stretches on defense last year where they were clearly top flight, where they were clearly championship swagger. I know. Um... Mm-hmm. They need to get back to that. They need to get back to being dominant about something, whether it's pass rush, secondary, mm-hmm. um, hitting guys hard in dirty damn fashion. But they need to they need to have it, it's it's about time for somebody. I don't know if it's Chris or if it's Ty or if it's Frank, but somebody needs to have the Ed Reed "I'm hurt" dog speech. I like it. <sighs> it's odd. It's just all sort of. Yeah, it's all sort of
2: strange and not ideal. I'm going to keep seeing if I can find one more good stat. Here's one more thing that we didn't talk about because of when this news happened. Um, Danielle, I'm sorry in advance. We're going a little long. It's 100th episode. We spent quite a long time patting ourselves on the back. And also, who knows how much of the middle of the show is actually going to be in the show.
1: (laughs) We might be at like the
2: 30-minute mark right now because of Seth's microphone. Seth, why King Um, said
1: dominate, not throw your mic on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hurt. I, he, yeah, he said, he said, he, he, yeah, he said,
2: I'm hurt. Yeah, he said, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I got it. I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. And everything's actually starting to feel a little better now. <laughs> what, what is this in my it's like neck? me when I was on Dilaudid, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, when you were on Dilaudid about 20 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> for, but it wore off really fast, which I, I don't know. Um, so, so a series of things that happened. Some of them we've covered, obviously. Sneed was back. Okafor was back. Tacos on IR. Uh, Mitch Schwartz got put on IR on Saturday. Yes. And we had we had talked about like, hey, we should probably talk about Mitch Schwartz sometime here soon and kind of check in. Because there was a little hope that around the bye week, you'd, you'd say he had missed at this point, you know, f- I think four four four, four weeks, yeah. three games, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, and remember, in the in the and, Buffalo game,
1: he only lasted one drive, and he was like, yep, that's I, right. I can't do this.
2: So clearly it was something he was dealing with before the Buffalo game, got through a series against Buffalo. We haven't seen him on the field since. Um, th- my my quick thing on that, and I'd love to hear from both of you, and, and Nate, see if you have any more info, whatever, but um, I am made extraordinarily nervous by the going to the IR after being uh, an active roster scratch for four weeks move. Um, not, not critical because it doesn't matter. You know, if, if he's going to miss the next three weeks, put him on IR and that's fine. It, you know, there's only the three-week minimum. You can activate as many guys as you want in 2020 with the IR rules having been changed for this year. So it's it's not like the Chiefs are costing themselves because they really needed the roster spot or whatever, although they also have signed Stefan Wisniewski to their practice squad. I'll, I'll, I'll let you take that in a second yeah. also. Um, but for me, what it seems like would have happened is, you know, if you say, hey, we're definitely giving you three weeks off, you hadn't put them on the IR from the jump. It seemed like they were going to kind of take it week to week. And then after doing that for four weeks said, yeah, we'll take it month to month. Now we'll, we'll try again in three weeks and see where you're at and maybe longer. Um, that, that to me just feels like somewhere along the line, they got some bad news or not as much progress as they were looking for, which just sort of bums me
1: out. Right. You don't, you don't wanna think about surgery, but it's in the conversation now. Look, back injuries are not fun. They are not fun. Um mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. It is yet to be reported or revealed at this point. Um I've asked around a little bit, but yeah, uh Mitchell Schwartz thought he'd be playing now, and he's not. So Yeah. January is in question at this point. Um, you know, they're gonna try again. Uh, I believe to give him the three weeks and the comeback and to see just how do you feel, you know, uh going through some of these sets, um, trying to stay in a in a decent amount of shape. And uh a lot of people haven't had to think about Mike Rimmers because he's not, you know, terrible at his job. But look, this this might be his this might be his role for the remainder of the year if Mitchell Schwartz just look, backs are tricky. Do we all remember what D Ford went through with his back injury? Like it just, yeah. It can happen. Um, so if you don't see Mitchell Schwartz play this year, it's not like this was a complete shock, but it's also concerning just because he's so good at his position and he is such a foundational piece for the offense. And Mike Rimmers is performing fine, but he's not Mitchell Schwartz when healthy. Yep. Um, good
3: on Remmers. He's he's done well. Um, I, I mean, more than well enough. I mean, they had great pass protection on that that final play. I would just say. Yeah. I I'm not optimistic. And like you said like you said, back things are tough. And especially for offensive linemen. Um and Well we'll see where we're at, you know, come January and stuff with a little more rest. But I, I just think as someone who And this is obviously not even close to comparable, but I mean, you know, I worked in the oil patch and at a steel stamping plant for years. I have discs that bulge and slip and do all sorts of crazy things. I can just say that based on my back experience, I'm glad that I stopped doing the thing that was killing my Mm. back. Mm. Because, you know, there's life after 30. You know what I mean? And Hard for me to imagine, but I get it. And uh, <laughs> just trying to lighten the mood. Just trying to lighten the mood. I, I'm sorry, I got I just, very, I got very I just, dark. Mitch Schwartz, Whoa. I'm just, I think I'm just maybe just putting just a little something to just put a pin in this, Chiefs fans. Yeah. You know, put a little note up for yourself that, you know, sometimes things happen that you don't expect and they happen quickly. And Mitch Schwartz strikes me as the kind of guy that's cogent of after football. Very, very very. And, and I, I don't think it's, I, I mean, if you really, I mean, really, I don't think it's a coincidence that he's willing to live tweet games because I think he's going to be in sports media when he retires. Mm-hmm. And he knows that, but which is obviously so much fun. I love watching him. yeah Him,
1: him, and, him, oh, and, his, oh, him <laughs> and his brother both tweeting during the Chiefs games is a plus.
3: It is. Yeah, throw although Jeff Allen in a, there
1: and the Chiefs offensive yeah. line. Like I
3: Yeah. Although he is just he's been a little less uh, scheme heavy That's in the true. things that he's tweeting. That's he's not true. like, oh no, they all did their job. It's like, no, nah. like you know Randy talked to him. Andy would talk to him was like, No, no. She wouldn't say stuff. Like, you know, this is, this is our scheme, bro. Like, what are you doing? Dilute Delo- <laughs> uh, it a little
2: bit, if you dilute will. Yeah.
3: it. But he, he does a great job. And I would just say with back stuff, with the way all of this is playing out, for me, it, it wouldn't shock me if what we're seeing is he's trying to get right to where he can help them win another Super Bowl. Yeah. And then sit back and evaluate things. And you know what? For his sake, I hope he does. But just keep that in mind, how unbelievably blessed we've been to watch the absolute highest level of right tackle play possible over the last five years.
1: And he will – look, I was just – everything that Seth said is so spot on. Um, A month from now, we'll we'll find the answer. But it's just – it's anything. Anything is kind of up in the air. And it's just unfortunate because – you know, football players want to play football, but man, um, it does a number on your body, particularly if it's your back. Um, Here's totally different
2: now, back to the thing from five minutes ago, because it took me five minutes to find these stats yeah. from pro football reference. They, they actually have like things like hurry percentage and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to surprise you on something and then I'm going to unsurprise you with the stat after it. The Chiefs on the season going through last night, um, not split by the last couple of games or whatever. The Chiefs on the season are sixth in pressure percentage and hurry percentage. I, I would have taken the under on that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they are seventh in blitz percentage. Yep. That's, so. That's it. Th- I Quietly, mean, that, they're becoming uh, the
0: Baltimore Ravens. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and by the way, I say seventh. It's literally tied to the 10th uh, decimal point with the Seahawks. Um, they're both at 34.2 and then it doesn't go any farther on pro football reference. So the chiefs are tied for sixth in blitz percentage while being sixth in pressure percentage and hurry percentage. Um, you would expect what you would expect there to be a gap in there in favor of rushing four whenever two of the guys that are rushing are Chris Jones and Frank Clark. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that every time I vaguely wonder if Chris Jones has been impactful enough. Seth wants to come through the screen and uh, cough on me. And I, I'm not, I'm not dragging Chris Jones, but you would, with the amount of money and draft picks and also, and also past performance. So it's not just all about cost. um, You would expect, you would expect more pressure with less yeah. blitzing from yep. that group.
1: And, uh, so. If you're going to blitz somebody, Ben neiman has got to be coming through the line, boys.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <sighs> well,
2: we did it. We've done 100 episodes of Time's Ours. Woo! We have seen a year of Chiefs victories with one loss in there. Uh, we did. We did a Super Bowl show before and after on about – I think I literally had five minutes of sleep. I fell asleep before a, a radio interview I was supposed to do called me and woke me up after a five-minute nap. We we have we have covered – we've done – there have been shows from hotel rooms and press boxes and uh, on gaming headsets. And I'll let everyone <laughs> kind of guess, you know, who had which among that group. But uh, it's been a uh, – It's been a very, very, very fun 100 episodes of this show. Thanks again to everyone who has been along, either for a long ride or for a short one. And if you think this show is great, uh, it would be wonderful if you would go leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Or if you just, like, tell somebody that they should listen to it, you can tweet about it. That's great. But if you just go like, hey, my good friend... Jeremy, because everyone's got a friend named Jeremy, right? I don't think I do. I got to make sure, though, now, because if there's a Jeremy in my life that's listening to this, they're about to be very offended that I don't consider them a friend. Um, But, you know, hey, Jeremy, you like the Chiefs and um, some occasionally wildly goofy bits. Check out this podcast. Uh, It would be great. I I hope that we get to do uh, another 100 episodes of this and then not a single one beyond that. I think 200 and then we quit. (laughs) (laughs) That's... Uh you can uh you can follow all of us on Twitter also. Uh I'm at JB briscoe Nate's at by Nate Taylor, Seth is at real MN Chiefs fan. Danielle, you can send all of her nice things, is at that girl chip. Is it that is it that? I always I think it's that. Danielle, are you there?
0: Yes, that girl, Chip.
2: Boom. You can tweet at Danielle. Say about Tell her nice things about how good the podcast sounds, even though so much of it is a dumpster fire. And you can tweet <laughs> with the hashtag times. Ours. Uh Seth also has the Chief of the North newsletter, which is going to have something on the Chief's pass rush very soon. Uh, Nate's got a story up in the Athletic from last night's game already. Uh, I've got all sorts of things over on Sports Radio 810. You can follow all of us and, and see all the things we do in all the places, but uh, none of them more precious to all of us than this year on times R. so with that uh seth if you got anything you can go otherwise i want you to just take deep breaths and get a good rested and then nate you can take it away
3: um no just thanks for listening everyone i it's really cool that i get to do this for a job i agree
2: especially considering that you don't care what they think
1: (laughs) I, mean, I tried so i tried to i tried to cover it it was like cover two yes, i couldn't get over there quick <laughs> enough that throw was right in the corner of the end zone i couldn't do anything about it man i tried <laughs> um i agree with with everything the guys have said it's a joy even if you are a tuscaloosa cheese fan i i love you <laughs> happy thanksgiving we will be back at some point this week but uh seriously we love you all thank you for a hundred of these nonsense episodes and look You know, maybe the Raiders should start an appeal in the NFL that says, why don't we treat it like the MLS? How much time is on the clock? No, 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 no. What if we could be like the San Jose soccer team that was told they only had four minutes left in their season and somehow got seven and were able to extend it to overtime? Because then maybe then we'd beat Patrick Mahomes if if we got... extra time that wasn't actually on the clock so maybe the league should be more like the MLS and maybe Patrick Mahomes would still probably be Tim Milia